name's Jan. It's nice to meet you. Thank you, team. Aren't we blessed? We are. Yes. Well, good morning. Good morning. Who brought your Bible? Yes, have you got your Bible? Yes. If you don't have a paper Bible with you, do you have a Bible on a device? Yes. Grab your device, grab your Bible, grab your Bible on your device and give it a wave. You got your Bible? Yes. Wonderful. Now, can I tell you, I went to see the Jesus Revolution movie the other night, and I totally recommend, I can hear some people, I totally recommend you to see it. Now, I was sitting in the movie next to my husband, and they were raising their Bibles high, and so then I was the annoying wife and talking in the middle of the movie, leaning over to Sheridan saying, I need to show you at the top of my page, on, on my notes, I've got, hold up your paper Bible, honest, and it's there. And so as soon as we get home, like, see, it was there before we went to the movie. But all of them were raising their Bibles high, which is a great thing to do, isn't it? So have you got your Bible? Yes. Yes. The word of life. If, if you don't have a Bible on your device, I totally recommend version. I, I recommend you to, to download the app. There it is on the, on the screen for you. It looks like that when you go searching on your app. Free app. I absolutely love version. I absolutely love it. I love it. I love it. I love listening to the, I love the audio option. I love listening to the word. I love the reading plans on there. Um, actually, I've just started one uh, called, um, now I've got a blank, Bible Recap, <laughs> Bible Recap. It's called Bible Recap if you want to look into that. But actually, we're going to um, put some resources on our, on our website for you as well, for you to have a, have a little look through there, for you to, to help you to, to lean in closer to God. So how about you hold up your Bible? You got your Bible on your device, paper Bible? God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is alive and active, alive and powerful. I thank you for what you want to impart to us, what you want to speak to each one of us today through your word. Help us, Lord, to open up to you, be softened to you, and to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, so open up your Bibles. And Matthew 18. Matthew 18. Actually, I'm going to use my Bible on my device, but I'm going to hold up this one a lot for us today. Matthew 18. You can go there and get yourself ready. Are you ready? God's going to speak to you. He's going to speak to me today. He's going to speak life into each one of us. No, um, naturally, we can connect with, we're, we're doing a theme around closer at the moment. And naturally, we can connect with God in different ways. You know, um, there can be ways of, uh, some of us may have done the sacred sacred pathways test, um, maybe through, through nature. You may absolutely go, oh, yes, that's the way that I connect with God. Or maybe it's that you're an active 
relax when you love going out and, and working, you know, and connecting with God that way. Or there's, there's various ways that we can naturally connect with God. And that's a really great thing to discover. It's good to discover that. I know that probably Riss here would connect with God through, through art. Is that, yeah. Um, so there's, there's a whole lot of different ways. But what I want to encourage us today, those things are great. Learn those things. I want to encourage us that there is nothing that can be compare to the Word of God, nothing that could take the Word of God's place. I want to encourage us today in a love relationship with the Word of God, the Word of life. So are you ready? Matthew 18, verses 3 to 5. Then he said, that's Jesus, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. Anyone want to sign up for kids church? <laughs> Go Mel. <laughs> awesome. Come to him like a little child. He's pretty straight there, isn't he, Jesus? We need to come to him like a little child. A, a childlike faith. I think a child is humble, like Jesus says. You know, a, a child knows that, that, that dad, a good, safe dad, knows better than me and loves coming with questions. Who's got little kids that, that's constantly coming with questions around, oh, dad, tell me this, tell me, tell me that, or mum, tell me, and I want to know more. Why? Why? <laughs> and that childlike faith and that, um, that there's that beautiful innocence isn't there around a child. He asks us to come to him as a little child. He's pretty clear around the importance of coming to him, Heavenly Father, like a little child, or coming to Jesus like a child. And I grew up in a Christian home. I'm very thankful for my, for my upbringing in a great Christian home. And I would say that I had a real childlike faith. And I like to think, I know that some days I, it may not be quite like that, but I like to think that I would continue in a childlike faith. One of the things um, that took place for me as a child and in my, in my walk with God, I had a significant dream under the age of 10. I can't remember exactly what age I was. I think I was seven, but anyway, I was un under the age of 10. And I had a significant dream. And I woke from that dream, that encounter with Jesus. And to me, it was real. It was incredibly real. And I carry with that with me to this day. I don't know, is there anyone else here that has had a dream or an encounter as a child? It's wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, and there's, you know, there's something about being like that. I'll, I'll share a little, a little bit, you know, it's special to me, so I don't often share, share it with a lot of people, but I went to heaven in that dream, in that encounter, and I spent 
time, it was, it was like, it just felt like forever. This time with, with Jesus, and there were other children there as well. And it was at a time when, when a childlike, uh, not a childlike, when a friend who was a child passed away. And I got to go and spend time with her there and with Jesus. Jesus with, was with me all the time. It was, a, it was such a delightful experience. The whole time was just incredibly delightful and I felt safe and warm in his presence. I felt an incredible, I can feel that right now, his joy, um, and it's an incredible experience. And to me, it was real. No one can take that from me. And I do wonder, if I had that dream today as an adult, in my adult years, would I have felt that same way when I awoke? Like, oh, that was, well, that was nice, wasn't it? But, uh, you know. But to me, under the age of 10, that was real. That was a very real experience for me. And there's that, there, there's that whole... Uh, thing of a child of like their imagination it's like no one can you know stop a child's imagination God God gifts us imagination I, and often as adults I think maybe even maybe we can use our Im- imagination wrongly and maybe push it to the side but sometimes we can stifle can't we that uh, the imagination that God has given to us and God has given us imagination. He invites us to use our imagination to come to him like a little child. And maybe even you might like to picture yourself now with that childlike faith as a child coming to him with delight, with glee, with a skip, with a jump, coming to him. There's, there's no doubt in our mind about the King of Kings and the Lord of Laws and His presence and his, the what we can imagine His safety, His warmth, his, his love. We can receive His love through that the power of the imagination. We can go there with Him, just like that, with our imagination. We can picture ourselves on that, sitting with Him, maybe on the beach or walking, walking uh, with Him. However, maybe sitting at the table with a nice cup of coffee, when you can just be there just like that with the power of the imagination. I want to encourage us in our relationship with him as we lean into him, as we draw closer with him, engage your imagination like a child with that, with that delight and trust and honor with our, to our heavenly father, that love for our heavenly father. There's no divide no, with the, that, that beautiful relationship of a child and a safe dad. No divide. I can jump up on him. And I can jump on his knee. I can, I can climb on his shoulders. There's no divide. And so maybe even now you might even like to picture yourself like a child in bed. And dad, a good safe dad, would come and sit on the edge of your bed and he would tell you stories. And you'd lean in and say, tell me another. Tell me another. I want to hear from you. Oh, wow, that is awesome. Oh, would you show me even what it, what it might look like for me? What, in talking with him and listening with him, leaning into him, and then even having a 
throwing your arms around his neck for a massive bear hug. Leaning into him. Humility. You're dad and I'm not. That's what children are like, hey? They know you're dad. You're dad and I'm not. You've got all the wisdom in the whole world, dad. And I don't. And so I want to know stuff. I want, and I want to, I want to be strong like you. And I, and I want you to walk with me through the scary stuff. I, I love it when you encourage me, Dad. I love that. Go there with your imagination and your relationship with God. And in, into my twenties and thirties, I've had seasons in my life where uh, I have. We're talking about the word here. I haven't picked up the word for ages. I know, you can go, oh, ta ta ta. I haven't picked up the word for ages. And in in these seasons in my life, there's been more than one, I'm sorry to say, I have felt like I actually couldn't pick it up because either I felt really guilty because I hadn't picked it up. And then, so I, I, I guess I was picturing God going, uh, excuse me, who are you to pick that up now? It's like you haven't picked that up for an age. So I couldn't bring myself to pick it up and open it up again because I felt guilty. Or maybe there's been times as well where, where I felt like God hasn't come through for me the way I thought he should have come through for me. Or maybe, you know, I was angry at God. And maybe there was times in grief and it just felt too hard to open up the word because I don't even know if I wanted to hear from him. Times like that. And you felt like there's, you know, these barriers. I just can't, I can't do it. But then if we come to him like a little child, a little child might hold a grudge for a bit, right? Mo might have, have a little sulky thing, you know, for a bit. But generally, that the, the sulkiness of a child is not going to last long, is it? Before you know it, the child's back up. Oh, come on, I want to I jump, on, jump, on, jump up on your back or whatever. Dad, you know, they're all over you again. Come on and coming and giving, you know, hugs and kisses. And I want to encourage us. Let things go. Let it go. And open and open up the word again. Jump into his arms again if that's you, if you're in that place. Open it up. Come to him like a little child. May any shame, hurt, unmet expectations, untruths about who God is. Well, did he really say that? Or maybe any pride, I pray that that would drop to the ground today in Jesus' name. Be like a child. Be like a child. Come to him like a child. We're made for close relationship with God. That, that's how it, it was in the very beginning. When we were created, we were created for close relationship with him. And we've got all we need. We've got all we need for close relationship and to grow in our relationship with him, for a closer walk with him. Jesus made the way for restoration with our heavenly father. Jesus paid the price on that cross. Okay, you got your word? We're going to John 14.
John 14, verse 6. John 14, verse 6. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Wow. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the word. John chapter 1, we're going back a few chapters now. Keep up if you can. In John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Amen. We're moving on to verse 14 of that same chapter, chapter 1. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Wow, Jesus is the word. The word gives life. Wow, wow. Let's go now to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 23 to 25. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 23 to 25. For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. God. Your new life comes from the eternal living word of God. As the scriptures say, people are like grass, their beauty is like a flower in the field, the grass withers and the flower fades. But the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. Wow, powerful, huh? The word existed in the very beginning of time. In the very beginning, the word existed. The word is alive today. And the word will be alive forevermore. Remains forever. The word is eternal. The word has been giving hope and life and transformation into many lives that have been before us. The Word is, is giving life and hope and transformation into many lives today. And the Word will continue to give hope, to impart hope, to impart life and transformation into many lives yet to come. The Word of the Lord remains forever. The Word is alive and active in our lives today and the days to come Hebrews 4 verse 12 Hebrews 4 verse 12 for the word of God is alive and powerful 
It is sharper than the sharp, sharpest two-edged sword. Cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. That's pretty powerful. <laughs> the word of God is spirit-breathed. 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. 2 Timothy, am I going too fast? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. No. <Nah. laughs> That's a bit naughty, isn't it? 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. All scripture. Yeah, say it again, Nairi. Nice. <laughs> All scripture is inspired by God. Or another translation says, breathed out by God. All scripture is inspired or breathed out by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip every people to do every good work. Whew. Inspired and breathed out by God. Whoa. The word of God is alive and active. And Jesus, then Jesus, we're going to another scripture. Are you ready? We're going to John 17, okay? Jesus prays for us in this, in this chapter. No, I love this, this passage that Jesus is praying for me. He's praying for you. He prays for us before he goes to the cross. He prays to his Father and he says, okay, John 17, verses 18 and 19. John 17, 18 and 19. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. That's you and I. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. Wow. His truth makes us holy. Wow. Powerful. Alive. And then Jesus tells his disciples, he encourages his disciples, he encourages us that after he's gone, he's going to the cross, right? And he's going to be raised from the dead and then ascend to the Father in heaven. But then after he's gone, it's going to be all good because he's going to send the advocate. He's going to send Holy Spirit for you and I. And so we read in John 15. Okay, we're in the same book. So back two chapters, John 15, verse 26. John 15, 26. Are you with me? But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. I love the way there's this great partnership in the Trinity Working together. Jesus is the word. You know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And the word is alive and powerful. 
And Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And it, and, and it says in his word that the Holy Spirit's going to lead us and guide us and lead us into all truth. He's going to remind us of the things that Jesus has said when, while he was here on earth. He's going to teach us and continually lead us into his truth. Isn't that wonderful? Working together for you and I, that we would remain in his truth, that we would remain in his word from the beginning of time to now and forevermore. Paul writes in, okay, you ready? We're going to Philippians. Philippians chapter 2, verse 16. Paul writes here, Philippians chapter 2, verse 16. It's alive and active. Are you ready? Hold firmly to the word of life. Hold firmly to the word of life. For you and I to draw closer to our Heavenly Father, to God, to Jesus, to Holy Spirit, we need to lean into the word of God. We need to remain in his word. We need to lean into him a little bit more. We need to allow his voice to speak to us. And in John chapter 10, we're going to John 10, verses 3 to 5, Jesus talks about his sheep knowing his voice. Do you feel like you know his voice? John 10, verse Verses three to five says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice. It's Jesus' voice, and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he's gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them. And they follow him because they know his voice. That reminds me of our dog. Uh, if we get up off the couch at home and we go to another room, our dog is on our heels, right on our heels, following us because she knows us. She knows our voice. We are, are like that picture of Jesus. He says, it says he walks ahead of them. And they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger, it goes on to say. But they will run from him because they don't know his voice. In verse 10, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose, it's Jesus' purpose, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Verses 14 and 15. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me, just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. If we don't know his voice or his word, then obviously we're going to be a little bit more distant from him, not going to be as close to him. But also, we're going to be way more susceptible 
to the enemy coming and speaking to us and trying to kill, trying to destroy, trying to steal from our life or our identity. We need to know or decipher between the voice of God and the voice of the enemy. And Jesus demonstrated this so well in Matthew chapter 4. We're not going to read in Matthew chapter 4, but you might want to make a note of it and read it later. In Matthew 4, it talks about Jesus going out into the wilderness. And he's, he's, this is just before his public ministry. And he goes out, which is a great example to us. He's, he's getting closer to his heavenly father. He goes out to the wilderness. It's just him and heavenly father. He's fasting and he's praying and he's spending that time with him, drawing closer. But do you know, even when we're close with God in that place, the enemy can still speak. Can still, his voice can still whisper, can still maybe even try and shout at us. And so the enemy did just that to Jesus when he was out in the wilderness. He tried to speak lies, tried to still, steal, kill, and destroy from Jesus' life. And but Jesus knew, Jesus knew who the voice of God was and who the voice of the enemy was. He knew well. The same voice of my Lord, my heavenly Father. He knew that. And then not only that, but he fought. He, he fought the enemy off with the word of God. He used the word in combat with the enemy. And the enemy had no place to go but to shove off. The enemy is no match for the word of God. We need to use the word of God, know his voice, know the word and use the word of God in combat. In the battle that says that there is a raging battle, a spiritual battle going on, we need to use the word of God. I reckon that the enemy knows very, very well how much closer we're going to draw nearer to our Heavenly Father, to Jesus, to Holy Spirit, as we spend time in his word. He knows well. He knows that well, that as we lean into his word, we will draw closer to him. And so it's no wonder that we all have such a battle to remain in the word of God, isn't it? It's a no wonder because the enemy wants to keep us from life being imparted into us. He knows the power of it. I feel that the Lord would say to us today, the church, rise up, church. Get into the game. Get off the sidelines and draw near to me through my word. Draw near to me. And I want us to go again with our imagination right now. Picture yourself as that child coming to your heavenly father as a child. Childlike faith. And you're there as a child with him. You're ready to take captive. 
any lies of the enemy. You're ready to combat with the word of God. You're attentive to his voice. You're attentive to his word. And you are ready to replace the lies of the enemy with the truth, with his word. You're nestling into your father, into your heavenly father. Picture yourself. And then the thief comes, the enemy comes, as you're in that place, close to him. The enemy comes and he starts to whisper, you can't do that. You cannot say that. How could you think you could do that? Look at your past. Who do you think you are? And you with your childlike faith and with the help of Holy Spirit leading you into truth. Like a child who knows who your daddy is, who your heavenly father is. You know, like that kid that would say, my dad's a policeman, watch out. You're like that kid. My dad is the owner of the universe. He's the creator of the universe, in fact. And you, knowing his word, are ready to declare the word of God from your position of closeness with your heavenly father, knowing who you are because of who your daddy is and what he says about you. You are ready to declare that. And I wonder if you would like to stand with me. If you want to stand in agreement with the word or lean into the word, I'm going to declare the word right now. A little bit of, quite a lot of paraphrasing. (laughs) But I'm going to declare the word from that position. Stand with me. If you want to say, yeah, I'm going to stand in that position. I'm going to lean into that position a little bit closer. I'm going to draw closer to the word. Are we ready? You can agree with me if you want to lean in. Agree with me with a yes and amen. Here's this childlike faith rising up in your spirit, in my spirit, from who I am. My Father is the King of the whole universe. He is for me and He has chosen and adopted me as His own. I am redeemed by Jesus' sacrifice. I am a new creation. No longer I lives, but Christ that lives in me. I am clothed with strength and with dignity. My steps are ordered by the Lord and I keep in step with the Holy Spirit. I pray and I give thanks to Him and He gives me peace as I wait upon Him I get stronger. He is faithful and his love for me endures forever. In fact, he sings over me. He has begun a good work in me and he's faithful to complete it. Yes, I often feel weak, but I'm encouraged and strong because he is my strength. In times of trouble, he's with me. And he comforts me. He'll walk with me through the valleys, 
through grief, through disappointments, through failings. He is the lifter of my head. He is my shield and my hope. He hides me under the shadow of His wings. He leads me forward, directing my steps. He loves me so much. With His love, He calms all my fears. He is my joy. He's a lover of my soul. I am His creation, His masterpiece. He was pleased when He created me. I carry His presence with me. And in His presence, there is fullness of joy. I live with His joy. My cup runs over. He's my provider. I live from a place of victory. And I walk in His peace. How sweet your words taste to me, O Lord. They are sweeter than honey. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. You are my refuge and my shield. Your word is my source of hope. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you, O Lord. God, we thank you for your word. We lean into your word, your voice. We thank you that you speak to us through your word whenever we attune to you. Whenever we open the word, it brings life. I thank you for life imparted to every person right now. I thank you for power in your word. I thank you that you're calling us to yearn for you. No, Sheridan said last week, the desire will wane if we don't feed it. In 1 Peter 2.2, it says, Desire the pure milk of the Word, that you may grow. Desire His Word, that you may grow. And I'll add a little bit closer. Grow closer, that you may grow closer. And may our hearts be like Jeremiah's when he writes in Jeremiah 15, 16. When I devoured, when I, sorry, when I discovered your words, I devoured them. They are my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, O Lord God of heaven's army. 